Coming up on Locked On Angels, Artie said he's exploring the sale of the Angels, and we're asking all of the right questions about what it means for the Halos and what it means for Halo fans. And we're going to predict the future for a few players, and we're going to recap, well, try to recap, last night's game against the Rays. It was hard, and so we needed some help, so we brought our friend Andrew from Angels Top Plays on the show. So get ready, because you're locked on with Mike and John and Andrew, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can share the pod with your friends. Just hit the share button. You can rate and review the pod. It helps people to find it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you can subscribe to the pod and click the bell on YouTube to be notified every time a new episode drops. Hey, thanks for joining us for this edition of Locked On Angels. You've got the Frisch Brothers, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros, and our good friend. Andrew from Angels Top Plays. We know a lot of you fans of Locked On Angels also follow Angels Top Plays. Andrew, welcome to the show, man. Hey, you guys. Stoked to be back on. Did not expect we'd have this much to talk about at this point in the season, but uh, here we are. It was a very uh, interesting day yesterday. Absolutely. Andrew, uh, of course, you can be found uh, at at plays angels on Twitter and then angels top plays on Instagram. Is that right? That is correct. Both my little homes where I share any sort of thoughts I have. And of course, all the highlights that I can get you. Mike, we wanted to bring Andrew on just because he, he had some great questions about this whole Artie Marino discussion. Yeah. And uh, before we get into that, how about I just kind of read the statement here Go for from it. Anaheim. It says today, angels baseball announced that the organization has initiated the formal process to evaluate strategic alternatives, including a possible sale of the team. Artie Marino said it's been a great honor and privilege to own the Angels for 20 seasons. Uh, We've worked to provide our fans an affordable and family-friendly ballpark experience while fielding competitive lineups, which includes some of the game's all-time greatest players. Although this difficult decision was entirely our choice and deserved a great deal of thoughtful consideration, my family and I have ultimately come to the conclusion that now is the time. Throughout this process, we will continue to run the franchise in the best interest of our fans, employees, players, and business partners. So that was the statement from from Artie Marino, the official word uh, that we got earlier on Tuesday. And so here we are talking about Artie Marino and what the future holds for the Halos. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, you know, there's two things that stand out to me in that. The first was that this was completely our decision. That always mm. that always smells like it wasn't completely your decision, <laughs> right? I don't know if that's just the skeptic in me. And then the other thing that stands out is we're going to run this organization to the best of our fans. And, and, and then my question is, so were you not? Because it doesn't feel like you were, right? And so... Just a lot of questions that come up, but this is something that you and I talked about a few weeks ago when we were like, Artie's not going to sell because he's a businessman and and he is going to continue to make money hand over fist. But now it makes sense for him to sell because he bought this team for what, $183, $184 million? And now it's $2.2 billion. <laughs> Holy cow. Like that's, that's a lot of money. And Andrew, I'm glad that you're on the show because you tweeted out some really great questions about what this means for the Halos. And so the first thing that I think would be important to talk about is Shohei Otani. Like, does this, does this actually cause Shohei to get re-signed and help make the Angels attractive? Or do you think that this is something that allows Shohei to be traded and he moves on 
so that somebody that comes in doesn't have these huge financial commitments to one specific player. Yeah, I think you look both ways at it. And when I first kind of brought this question up and approached it, I, I wondered two things. One, what caused Artie Moreno at this point to say, you know what, I'm going to sell the Angels? Is it because he knows that Otani will not re-sign with the Angels? And so he knows that part mm-hmm. of the value is gone? Um, or is it just some other reason? So I think there's that's one way to look at it. Um, I think signing Otani... Uh, makes the Angels a lot more of an attractive team. It, may, it, it creates one of the best shows in baseball, and I think it increases the value of the Angels. And I think with that in mind, I think Artie Moreno does make a push to sign Otani this offseason and extend him um, and then sell with that. It just increased the value of the product. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Artie's going to do anything to like jeopardize the the value of this team. I mean, look, I know people people complain about the fact that we're the Los Angeles Angels, but every article I've read today says, oh, there's one of two teams in Los Angeles that are available, and and it's just the marketing of that is, I think, already boosted the value of this team, and everybody says, oh, you definitely want a baseball team in the Los Angeles area, and all of us go, well, it's Anaheim, but like I get yeah. it, and yeah. and I think that uh, establishes the value as well. But uh, you're right, like having Otani as part of this team and getting that long-term extension signed, or at least some extension to where he stays after 2023, is only going to keep the value of this team up. And and I was hopeful that perhaps ownership change could happen quickly, but I don't think it's going to happen quickly, especially since the Nationals are up for sale and there's some talk about that and MLB handles things kind of one team at a time. So we might be here with Artie for the long haul for a while, but at the same time, I don't think that he's going to do anything to rock the boat and rock the value of this team at all. Yeah. Johnny, do you think that this actually affects what happens to them in this stadium deal and in Anaheim? Do you think that perhaps the new owners come in and begin to negotiate a move to a different area? I know that the MLB owners have to vote on that, Mm -hmm. but that's the second question that Andrew brought up. Like, how does this affect what happens with the team in Anaheim specifically? Yeah, they have that, they have that long-term lease. And then I think the, uh, the option to lease, even longer. And I, I mean, where are you going to build a stadium in the next few years? It's, it's right. going to take a while. And I don't think, look, like I said a minute ago, if you're going to buy a team that's in Southern California and have one of the two teams that are, you know, quote unquote, in Los Angeles, then then you're going to keep them there. And I think that that's how it's going to be. Now, whether I don't think they'll go out of state, they maybe possibly yeah. they'll go somewhere in Southern California that's not directly Anaheim, but there's just like you Kaipa, much... where I'm at. I mean, it'd be great to have them in the Inland Empire, Nobody right? Doesn't that. everybody Nobody wants that? Nobody wants. Okay. Nah, sorry. But uh, <laughs> to keep, to keep them in Anaheim, I think is going to be something that of course is beneficial to the new owners as well. But I, I don't think I'm too concerned about them going somewhere. I already had our friends at town tailgate, the A's podcast say the Las Vegas angels. Oh, <laughs> that oh, that got me good. <laughs> no, no. Andrew, what do you think though? Uh, do you think, do you think they'll stay in Anaheim? What do you think? Yeah, I think that's what's being thrown around is the Las the Las Vegas angels. And even though Las Vegas is going to be a pretty, <laughs> pretty lucrative sports town, it's not as lucrative as the Los Angeles market. And I think no. anyone that buys the no. angels, no. buy the angels with that value of the Los Angeles market, um, fingers crossed they changed it back to Anaheim, the team name, but I actually doubt that just because, again, the Los Angeles name adds value. With that, I think they stay in Southern California. I think at this point, though, any moving forward on future deals with Anaheim is pretty much stalled until new ownership is in place, whether that's if mm. in two years or three years. I don't think much conversation happens um, between now and then, even though Artie Moreno 
was really pushing that for his own interests, right? He wants the land, he wants the real estate. I still think a lot of that, at least the future in Anaheim itself is is pretty gray right now. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, Andrew, do you think that when new owners come in, are they going to continue in this win now mode? Or would you assume that they're going to come in and maybe blow it up and rebuild this thing in their image with their team, with their players. What do you, what is your gut reaction to that being an angel fan and somebody who follows the team really closely? Yeah. That to me is of these questions really the toughest is, is what is this, what's the mindset of new ownership going to be? And I think it really does depend if Otani stays with the angels. If you, if an owner buys the angels with Trout and Otani, then I think you are with Naomi, but then the owner has to be capable of really putting a lot more money into this team and I think breaking the luxury tax threshold. I said on Twitter that the Angels are, are the eighth most valuable franchise in baseball. I think the whoever buys them is gonna be a billionaire. They should be able to afford a pretty hefty lineup and that's what's gonna be needed for us to actually be a win now team, something that Artie Moreno hasn't quite committed to outside of just adding these shiny pieces. Um, so I think if it, again, depends on Otani and the, um, his future at the angels, but if it's Trout Otani, then I think it still is a win now mode. Johnny, do you have an idea of like off the top of your head, who, who buys this team? Like there's been some names thrown out there, like Steve Ballmer from the Clippers. And I even saw somebody suggest Shaquille O'Neal always follows magic Johnson and what he does. So what if, I mean, if, if, if Shaq bought the team. That would be so great, right? Like, I mean, I would love to see that. Is there any names that you've heard or any ideas that you have? Uh, the biggest front runner, it seems so far, according to LA Times, they spoke with him, uh, is the owner of the Golden State Warriors. So he actually co-owns the Warriors. Wow. He said that he lived in Anaheim for a while, became an Angels fan, and he's always wanted a baseball team. He's actually wanted to buy the A's, but John Fisher does not want to sell the team. And so this could be an option as well. I've heard Steve Ballmer from that LA Times article is not interested, didn't really make a, a comment. Uh, Mark Cuban also mentioned that he he wasn't quite interested either, even though that he was kind of in the, the running for the Dodgers back in the day. But here, I got a couple of thoughts here. First, regarding the luxury tax comment, there was an article from LA Times that interviewed Chris Iannetta. And Chris Iannetta made it very clear that Artie's salary cap was the luxury tax. And that was a, a known thing within the organization that, yeah, we're, we're not doing that. And so he said the, the the optics didn't make any sense because you're spending money and trying to win now, but that's the one bugaboo that you have. You won't go over the luxury tax. So we really have to check out that article because Chris Inetta provided a lot of insight. Of course, he's former former Halos catcher for uh, the, in the past decade or so. And then the second thing is I looked at how some of the previous sales of teams have gone. And I looked at the Dodgers, and when the ownership group led by Magic Johnson took it over from Frank McCourt, they took it over in 2013. I know there was a lot of lawsuit stuff and bankruptcy stuff, but they started winning right away after yeah. that. They, it totally changed the culture of the team. And now, granted, they had some good pieces in place and good players in place, obviously, so that part of the team was not in shambles, kind of like <laughs> kind of like we are. Mm-hmm. Then I look at uh, Cohen, Steve Cohen, in and the Mets. He was a minority owner of the team and became a majority owner in 2020, October 2020. By January 2021, they traded for Francisco Lindor and extended him. So they had the official deal done in October, and by January they were making moves. Now, obviously, before October 2020, they were negotiating and figure things out. And also Steve Cohen was already part of the ownership group. So that probably sped things up a little bit more quickly, but I got to be honest with you guys. I think Artie wants out. I think he wants out. Mm. This took us by surprise. He's 76 years old. He doesn't need to be 
the, the object of our scorn as fans anymore. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't want to be at 76 years old and av- having owned this team for 20 years. His family's not interested in taking the team over. So it's just, I think it's time for him to hit the eject button. So I would not be surprised if this goes a little faster uh, than than we think. But Andrew, give me your final thoughts and then and then we'll move on to our next conversation. Yeah, the only thing I want to add is, is kind of, my current status on Artie Moreno, I think of Artie Moreno. He's he's been he's he's not been shy about investing in winning. It's just how he's gone about it has been incredibly frustrating. Right. Like we've been able to have a, a fairly watchable product on the field year after year. There's been excitement year after year. It's just been the end outcome has been abysmal for the last five. We haven't won a playoff game since 2009. So it's been really, mm-hmm. really tough. Um, and in that process, I think one of the hard part for fans is he actually has made the Angels one of the most hated teams in baseball, honestly, because we <laughs> have Mike Trout, because we have Shohei Otani, and we consistently fail. And I think that's the product of kind of his heavy handedness in the front office more so than probably other owners. Um, so I have mixed feelings about Ari Moreno. I'm certainly not going to miss him. Um, I think Angels do need a massive culture change, and I hope a new owner can bring that and make the right moves in that sense. Well, coming up on Locked on Angels, since we're talking about the future, the three of us are also going to predict the future of a few key players on the Angels. But first, Locked on Angels is brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. When you're hanging out with some friends and having a few drinks, sometimes a few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think about calling for a ride, but you decide against it and you think that you can make it home okay. But the truth is, everyone knows about the risks of drunk drunk driving and the results are often tragic and deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel and driving while under the influence. It's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on the roads to save lives. So if you're thinking about driving and you're feeling a little buzzed, think again and play it safe plan to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's life forever. Remember, drive sober or get pulled over. Thank you for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. And of course, it's your team every day. And we know that because you are here, you are a big Angels fan. And we have one of the biggest Angels fans with us, Andrew from Angels Top Plays. Andrew, thank you for joining us. Hey, we're going to continue our conversation here about the future of the Halos. And we want to look at four players who we think are going to have a significant impact moving forward. And we want to ask the question, are they going to be this kind of player or that kind of player? Mike, let me start with you. We got Joe Adele. Is Joe Adele going to be a starter in the outfield or just a fourth outfielder? Feels like he's going to be a fourth outfielder. And it breaks (laughs) my heart to say, because I love Joe Adele, but we've talked about him often on this show And Andrew, what we've talked about is how it feels like he loses his focus, but when he's actually needing to make a play and not think, he's actually really, really good. But when he's thinking about it, it seems like he, I I equated it to like a young high school player that has a lot of potential, but they just aren't able to put it together because of nerves or maybe because of uh, who knows, right? And some of the skills that he has, he just can't put it all together yet. And so I'm of the opinion, Johnny, that, that Joe, 
is going to be a fourth outfielder for us unless he shows us something. But at this point, he really hasn't shown to be a guy that we can count on like Mm. Taylor Ward has. Like Taylor Ward earned the right field spot or unless he has a manager come in and go, nope, we're going to give it to him and we're going to let him figure it out. Mm. Andrew, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think he's a starter in the outfielder though, in the outfield Mm. though. Um, because I haven't given up on Joe Adele, and I think mm-hmm. he does still need that consistent playing time that he's not going to get as a fourth outfielder. So I think, though, in order for that to work, we have to build a lineup that's capable of withstanding kind of some some subpar numbers, at least for the first two months, perhaps next year, while he figures it out. And then perhaps we find ourselves at the trade deadline needing a fourth, a new outfielder. But I'm not ready to completely shut the door on Joe Adele yet. So for that reason, I think the lineup needs to be designed Um with that in mind, that he still needs his shot in the outfield. Yeah, and he's he's 23. I think he's got plenty of uh, of of playing time ahead of him, and plenty of time to figure it out. All right, next question, and I'll start with you, Andrew. Reed Detmers, the ace we need, or the starter we have? I'm gonna go with the starter we have. Okay. Um, of course, you you have to love what Reed Detmers is doing right now, and the way he's bounced back after being sent down to the minor leagues. Uh, Simply because of his age, I'm not ready to be like, this guy is our ace. I'm not ready mm-hmm. to go into next season betting on that. I want a little more security when we're looking at the offseason. So starter we have right now. Like it, Mike, what do you think? You know I'm going with Ace because I love Reed Detmers. <laughs> and don't you say nothing bad about Reed Detmers. Um, <laughs> no bad I, I, think, <laughs> I think that he has really proven to be willing to adjust and, and, and make those adjustments to be a successful pitcher. And I think the guy that we've seen in the last few starts, I know his last one, he struggled a bit, but it was more of a struggle of the, the Tigers kind of, to steal a word from you, Johnny, dinky-doing him all throughout yes. the game because they're just blooping in stuff, right? And so I think Reed will be the Ace we need moving Moving forward in the next few years. Yeah, I think down the road, I think that he'll be the one leading this rotation. Speaking of which, how about this one? Mike, I'll start with you. Patrick Sandoval in the rotation or leading? the rotation. I think he'll be in the rotation and I think okay. that he'll be high on the high end. I could see him being a number two or a number three, but I think that Patrick has to show that he is the guy that pitched really well against the Tigers and he'll have to show that in his next few outings and even next year because that's the guy that I think he can be, but we far, far too often this season and last season, we've seen him you know, four walks, five walks and really struggling and kind of trying to spot this pitch or spot that pitch and he gets himself into a lot of trouble so I think he'll definitely be in the rotation I just can't see him leading this rotation as an ace yeah I agree with everything Mike just said I think the biggest thing for Sandoval is for him to mature and develop just as a baseball player and develop that mindset that he's able to get through kind of the points where he struggles when not everything is quite going his way because that seems to be the thing for him he really wears his emotion on his sleeve so you can tell Mm -hmm. frustrated and when he's throwing three or four walks a game you can tell he's frustrated and I think that's a maturity thing. He grows past that and for sure holds a very strong spot in this rotation moving forward, not quite leading it um, in the near future. Johnny, he's your guy, so I need you to talk about him. So (laughs) you like him. So where would you put him? He needs to get that video of his last start against the Tigers where he pitched the complete game shutout and watch it every day when he wakes up. When he's brushing his teeth, when he goes to bed, he needs to watch <laughs> yeah. that video every day and look at everything he did right that day because it was the perfect mix of striking out guys, getting guys to fly out, getting guys to ground out, using his pitch mix very well, and pitching efficiently, hitting the zone, not walking people, and actually getting in under 100 pitches in a complete game shutout, doing a Maddox is yep. incredible. And and so if I were him, that's what I would go back to 
every mm. single time. All right, last mm. one is Anthony Rendon, guys. The third baseman he is, or the third baseman we expect him to be. Andrew, why don't you start us out? The third baseman we expect him to be. Come on, defensively. Ah, mm. offensively, the guy does scare me because of his age. Um, and it's a question of health. I mean, can we get a healthy Rendon? That's right. like that's the biggest thing. And if we can, then yeah, I think he bats 280. I think he's a big big part of the heart of this lineup um so i think he's the, he still can be the third baseman that we expect him to be the one we signed him to be i'm gonna go with what we expect and the reason why is i i think he's still our adrian beltray i think that he still has some good years left in the tank and i think that if he stays healthy we're gonna see that i know that that's a big if i would say if next season is a season where he can't stay healthy and doesn't put up those numbers then i would say that he's just gonna be the third baseman he is but i'm gonna give him one more shot i think that this is going to be a make it or break it year for us and I think he could be the third baseman that we expect him to be and hold down third base like Adrian Beltre held down third base for the Texas Rangers I like that I looked up some situational stats from earlier this season with Anthony Rendon and he bat 280 with runners in scoring position and then in fact with runners in scoring position and two outs he went six for 12 in those Mm. those opportunities so there's wow. value there in his yeah. bat. And so I'm yep. with you. I think a healthy Rendon will lead to the third baseman we expect him to be. Andrew, I agree. Definitely defensively, that guy is still a stud, even playing on bad hips mm-hmm. and a bad wrist. But if he can just stay healthy for once and play a full season, I think he adds a lot of value to this team. And surprisingly, a lot of clutch value, according to his stats from earlier this season. Well, Locked on Angels is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including baseball, football, basketball, hockey, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, on a day where the Angels lose 11 to 1, it's the same day that Artie Marino announces the sale of the team. <laughs> and yeah. if that doesn't epitomize what's been going on with the Halos for the last few years, I don't know what does. Boy, an 11-1 loss against the Rays, and it didn't even start out that bad, Mike. I mean, he had a great start from Jose Suarez, as usual, and the Angels were in this one. What happened? Yeah, fell apart, man. Even Mike Trout hitting a home run and and, and looking good. But it goes back to that Jesse Chavez conversation that we've had on the pod <laughs> over the last couple of days. He just he is back to his halo Jesse Chavez shape. Like this guy started giving up runs, and then uh, Toussaint and Quejada came in, and they really struggled. Johnny, the best pitcher in the game for the Angels after Suarez was taken out was Phil Gosselin. Like he came. <laughs> <laughs> a position pay- player, right? And 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 so then I'm going to throw an office reference at, at you. Remember earlier this year, the Rays had somebody come in and pitch against us. It was a position mm-hmm. player. Brett but Phillips. my, 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 have the turntables, right? <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, you know, we, Johnny and I have talked a lot about the, the Halos 
what what in the world has happened to them this season? What what do you see? What do, what do you think it is? Like, are we cursed? Are we on Indian burial ground? Does somebody have like? Are they messing with like a Ouija board? What's happening here? Right. <laughs> I, I know the Indian burial ground rumor has been going around for years and I didn't believe it, but I'm slowly starting to, and I'm going to go spread some holy water on angel stadium. But um, yes. no, I mean, honestly, and I, Perry Manassian said this, this team has no depth. And it's something I mentioned before the season that if we do struggle with injuries, as we have once again, this season, then there's just not really anyone to fill in behind. And that's why, I mean, we're scoring one run a game for the last week, and it's been that way for the last few months. So it's been no depth. Pitching's been good. Pitching finally mm-hmm. has been nice to see. It's been fun to watch yeah. these young guys come through, but there's just no one to fill in after these injuries. And it's been a a brutal showing night after night. Yeah, and it's just really a shame because it was, you know, three to one up until the bottom of the seventh. And the last few days, like we've had – Jose Suarez and and even Tucker Davidson, these guys have kept us in the game, and it's only like two runs between us and and the other team, and then all of a sudden it just gets away, or we can't score. In this case, it was both that got away from us, and we couldn't score. Mike Trout's the only one who got an RBI again the second day in a row. He hit that home run off the catwalk, so that was pretty cool. It went way up there. Yeah, crushed that walk shot. Yeah. Well, and the stats are interesting with the starters because there was a 15-game stretch at the end of July into August where the starting staff had an ERA at 3.2. And if you give me that and you don't give me any other stats and you show me this stat at the beginning of the year, I'm going to tell you, man, we must have went like, what, 15-5 and in that stretch? Like, (laughs) oh my gosh, we probably crushed it in that stretch. The the Angels were a game over 500 in that stretch because they just couldn't hit. And and that's, again, what happened last night. And I I know that you're going to love this, Johnny. I I don't understand and will never understand why Jose Rojas is starting at third base because the guy just looks completely lost amongst all the other players. He looks completely lost at the plate. He's got like five hits and 55 at bats. I don't yeah. understand why they're giving him an, an at bat. Maybe they're trying to figure out who he is and giving him a shot. But I just think that that, that window has closed completely after his performance over the last few weeks. Well, I think he's, he's 29. Like you don't yeah. get a shot anymore. Like, right. <laughs> sorry, <Yeah>. dude. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I just, it's, it was, it's so hard to watch. And the, the next game is, is today for 10 PM. Uh, Mike Myers is going to get the start and uh, he's going up against Shane McClanahan. Oh, and good. Shane's having, uh, yeah, <laughs> he's having a, a really good year. So I, I guess we can just what cross our fingers and, and wish for the best. Right. We're all going to pray today. <laughs> Close your eyes. Try not to scream. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and and going back to just like the the issues with this team. I mean, I I hate how it feels right now because the Jesse Chavez to Tuki Tucson connection that happened in last night's game, it just feels like how it's been the last five years. And when you have guys like Ryan Tapera and Andrew Wance and in the bullpen, it's like those guys make me feel a hundred percent better. And I know that yeah. Aaron Loop and Wance pitched the night before, but. To just go to these guys, it just feels like, oh, this feels like the Angels of old and the end of the last decade where it's like, well, we'll try these guys. We'll see how they do. And and I guess now's the time to do that, but it's just been a disaster. But as far as like the, you know, this taking the rest of this season to try guys out and see what they've got. Andrew, is there anybody in particular that you would like to see get more of an opportunity because we're not really playing 
for anything right now. And and that could be the minor leagues that could be on this team right now. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, that's a really good question. I'm hesitant to bring up many minor leaguers. Um, we talked about Jose Rojas there briefly. If we're giving him a shot, why not give Michael Stefanik a shot? He's a little yes. bit younger. He's been really proven in the minor leagues. So I think if anyone, why not bring him up? That's somebody that Mike and I have agreed we wanted to see come back up as well because that guy is somebody special. And <laughs> I think you're right about keeping guys in the minors. Don't let the the loserness rub off on yeah, what on the good things there. that we have going with the trash pandas. I got to get myself a a trash pandas hat here, Mike. So can, yeah. can we be locked on trash pandas? Can we do yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, agreed. Locked on trash pandas from now on. I love it. Well, listen. Thanks for making locked on trash pandas. I mean, thanks for making locked on <laughs> angels your first <laughs> listen of the day. Now make your second listen: the locked on MLB podcast show with MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan. He brings his humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and share some of the biggest stories like Artie trying to sell the team and you can follow it uh, anywhere you get podcasts or you can follow it on the Odyssey app YouTube and check it out he's great and he has some really great hot takes about what's happening in Major League Baseball give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and of course you can follow Mike and I at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram, and to remind everybody where they can find you on online. Yes, I am at angels underscore top plays on Instagram, and I am at plays angels on Twitter. Come follow both. They're a little bit different, um, and I'd love to have you. Tell them the difference between your Instagram. And your <laughs> I Twitter, say this every I, time. I love it every time you say it. Instagram is a little bit more formal. It's, it's a lot of highlights, more strict opinion. Twitter is where I just get upset and I go and tweet things that I don't think about. I immediately just go out there and put on Twitter and then I'm like, ah, we'll see how people respond to this one. It's, it's, I've gotten better with it. It's good stuff. Come join. Good Love stuff. It. Yeah. And you always tweet, tweet really insightful things there as well. Uh, Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? Well, of course, we're going to share all the breaking news with the Angels and what information comes out about Artie and about the team. But specifically, John and I are going to talk about why it would have been better to put Ray Montgomery in charge of this team mm-hmm. rather than Phil Nevin. That's discussions happening tomorrow on Locked On Angels. Looking forward to that conversation. Andrew, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Locked On Angels. We really appreciate it. Man. Always, Mike and John. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Let's just hope for some better things with this season. Just little wins. I'll take little wins. Little Do a down wins. payment yeah. for the Angels? Maybe they're going to call you because you seem to be a great fan. You know, <laughs> I, did ask, I did ask people to join. I got about 300 likes on this post. I did the math. I need about $8 million from each of those 300 <laughs> people. And I think we can get it done. Time you for heard GoFundMe the man. Page. It's time to like. It's time to like the post. <laughs> All right, y'all. Until tomorrow's show. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow for more Locked On Angels.